The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there. Kyle Porter, KP, that looks like a fresh haircut. It is. Feels great. Looks I good. love getting haircuts. Yeah. I read, I read one time that uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Kimmel got a haircut every day, which I think is a little bit odd. Um, no, that makes sense. Does it? How, if you're, how, does your, if you're on television every single day, you want to look exactly the same every single day. So your hair, I can't imagine it grows much, but grows every day. He ensures, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not like a lot's coming off if you're getting your hair cut every 24 hours, but he's ensuring the same exact look routinely. I think, I think the concept makes sense. I just don't understand how you're able to physically cut off. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it almost feels like you would you would take too much, and by the end of the week, it would be shorter than it was on Monday. Yes, his barber's running a great scam on this one. Just pay me every time. I I don't think okay. So I'll tell you what. When I go to get my haircut, I don't always trim like the top. So yeah. I basically just for the most part get it cleaned up around the sides every single time. I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, which is that's the best part anyway, right? Sometimes, so like usually at our house, my wife cuts everybody's hair because we have like 80 people in our house and we can't afford to to do it, you know, to... I envision like the opening scene from Home Alone where all the kids are running around eating pizza. Like I've envisioned that. Yeah, yeah. There's some days it's like that. But uh, the last couple of times I've gone to like, I've gone to get it cut and it's it's like such, if you get the right person... I can't believe we're talking about this, but if you get the right person, it's such a great experience. I've had two um, people, like two women, the last two times that are, have just been, they've just been fabulous. Like they've just been great haircutters, and it's it's a uh, it's a delightful experience. I enjoy it. Uh, we'll move on in just a second. But do you like to chat while you're getting your haircut? Because I could no. I can do without the chat. No, I don't want to chat. I want to <laughs> contemplate. I want to think about. Yeah, the future of the PGA Tour. I want to watch the Little League World Series, which or whatever the regionals. And so you got to give the early. I didn't do this the first time. I actually initiated the first time. It was just Mm. it was just downhill. But the second time, she she initiated, and I kind of 
kind of, you know, you can, you can answer and like still shut it down a little bit if the person has social cues and she did. And we chatted at the end. It was like the perfect amount of chatting because you don't like you're in the chair for 30 minutes. You don't want to chat. You don't want to talk the whole time. Right. I talk all day long. I don't need to talk. (laughs) Totally. And then I got into like, she's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, here, this is not going to go well. Like, uh, you know, um, because everybody has their like little golf take, but we chatted the right amount because like at the end we were, it was, it was cordial. It wasn't like, like we hadn't talked for 30 minutes, but we didn't have to, we didn't have to talk for the entire time. All right. Good to hear. Yeah. I don't like talking. TPC Southwind. In fact, golf uh, was played today, not just haircuts. And this golf course, KP, before we get into the leaderboard, didn't have much bite, which is a little bit disappointing because what we saw kind of on Monday and earlier in the week, this thing was going to be fiery. And they were like down five inches of rain in June and July. It was going to be firm. It was going to be fast. And then the biblical rains came and now everybody's going nuts. Yeah, if you shot, what, two over, that was a nightmare. Yes. Basically, you're T103 right now if you're two over. And to me, you know, like you were saying earlier in the week, two over would have been like, yeah, you're not, like, that's that's fine. Good, decent score. And uh, it just, I mean, par was, what, what was what was uh, field average? 68 Six one point four under par. Yeah, which is, man, that's uh, that's pretty low, and and it's not it's not unusual for a TPC course, right? Um, you, you know, we see this at all at a lot of t- TPC Craig Ranch. Uh, we see it at, at a bunch of different places that yeah, that the Summerlin tour goes gets, to. Summerlin gets scorched every year, but it's fun when um, it is fun when courses can. Uh, it looks really lush, by the way, and maybe it's just the kind of jarring nature of going from watching the the women's open last week, watching like two or three weeks of of uh, men's golf in 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 Scotland and and that sort of area. But it looks just, and I don't know, maybe it was the rain, but it looks really lush. And then you throw on top of that that they're playing preferred lies, and it's just a it's just a boat race. Uh, two rounds of sixty two. Siwoo Kim, JJ Spawn. JJ Spawn has not played particularly well leading into this week. That was a bogey-free 62 from him. And then Siwoo, um, you know, withdrew on Sunday last week and capped his Thursday by holing out from 168 yards for Eagle on 18 to shoot his 62. Yeah, 28 on the back from Siwoo. You know, they both... They're they're they did it a little differently, but the thing they had in common, Rick, was I think they were first and second or four, first and third in uh, in iron play. And you know we've we say it pretty much every podcast. You got to hit you got to you you have to hit the ball really well. And and I think especially at you know this is a little bit of a, a dart throwing contest, and so if you're hitting eight great today you're gonna score and both of those guys did i was thinking about this could you have come up with a more random duo at the top of the field no they do not like they are 
opposite players, right? Like it's, there's nothing in common. <laughs> uh, Sa- Sahith just just closed out a 63, by the way. So he's up there as well. Um, yeah, it, it was like Siwoo and JJ Spawn. You're just like, I, I don't... You know, Siwoo's resume is obviously really good. I, I looked this up. JJ Spawn's only finished... He's never finished better than 62 in the FedEx Cup. And right now he's projected second, second or third or whatever. And uh, he's got a real like a legit opportunity to get to Eastlake, uh, given where he's sort of sitting. I know it's just been one round, but he, he, he came in like 25th or 26th. So yeah. pretty, pretty like kind of a lot at stake for somebody like that over the next, uh, next three weeks. Yeah, for sure. If you can guarantee your spot, uh, into Eastlake, you're talking about you, we talked about this earlier in the week, the guaranteed money, all the perks that come with that. Um, Sahith Tagala shot that 63. He's in the chase pack of six under is JT Poston, KH Lee. And oh yeah, the hottest golfer on the planet. Tony Big tone. Just like refuses to stop shooting 64s. He's uh, I saw I was writing about it. The scoring average over his last 10 rounds, like 65 and a half or just something just absolutely stupid, uh, which 60, you know, 64 is barely under that, which is which is just kind of kind of tells you about how he's been playing. I, I said this on one of our shows this week. I think it was a Tuesday preview. I think Tony might win the might win the FedEx Cup. He was kind of in it last year. I think he started Eastlake seven under or eight under because he because he won the first playoff event yeah he went he just went backwards right he he ends i don't know what he ended up finishing but he did not have a good tour championship if, I, if i'm remembering this correctly yeah that's right i think he finished in the top 10 but man it is it is difficult to envision at least right now a tour championship that doesn't include tony finau battling for 18 million dollars on sunday afternoon now that's a long way from now, but he he's just playing so extraordinarily well. You know, some of his numbers on Thursday, Rick, he didn't he didn't really hit driver that well. He wasn't he didn't have a ton of distance off the tee. He was doing it kind of like JJ Spawn and uh and Siwoo did it with his iron play. And I don't know if this is just a course where he can't kind of let it let it go a little bit off the tee. I, I, I presume that's sort of the case, but um, he, he, man, he's been really impressive, really locked in. I, I saw some of his quotes just now. He's talking about how he took Wyndham off, but he played every day because he wanted to be really sharp mm. uh, for this week. And uh, you could argue he's the best player in the world right now, which is, which is pretty cool for, for Tony Finau going into, uh, you know, the next 11 rounds of, of the playoffs. Really good time to be hot. And this has been going on for like three months for Tony Finau. Let's hit the notables real quick. Ricky Fowler started the week at 125, shot a five under 65, currently projected at 79. So that would not yet be enough to punch his ticket to Wilmington next week. But this is the start you need. Maybe you can roll things over. He's got a new voice on the bag. Any hope for Ricky staying power or is this a flash in the pan? Um I think there's I think there's some hope. <laughs> you know, he he taught I read his transcript and I didn't see a ton of him. He was this morning, right? Yeah, so he was uh, gained three strokes from T to green. His approach play was strong, uh putted well, drove it well. It was a well-rounded uh statistical day for him yeah it was i i wonder 
you know, not having a scope run on the bag is weird. And he talked about how it's, he, I don't, he didn't use the word weird, but he just kind of said like, listen, I, I still heard him in my head. Cause I've been listening to him for the last 12 years. Right. And, uh, that there's just, there's, there's something about that. And I don't know if that makes you, I don't know if that's what like made him play better. was a fresh start or whatever, but you know, he, he talked about, somebody asked him, what's the one thing that if you had to pinpoint one thing, he's like, I'm just not putting well. And he's like, I'm hitting it pretty well off the tee. That was evident on Thursdays, second in the field strokes gained off the tee. But I don't, I don't know that I'm like, I actually think Fowler can kind of stay in the mix and stay in contention. I don't, know that he has enough confidence to win a golf tournament with the way he said he's used five different putters this year. I would have guessed more quite honestly, every time I see him, he's got a new putter in hand, which is <laughs> disconcerting. I, like, I haven't used five putters in the last like five years and I love <laughs> switching putters. This guy shouldn't be, this has to be, uh, this has to be his best round of the year, right? I, I don't have it in front of me. Maybe you do, but 65 has to be the, well, he probably did something better than that at CJ Cup. Maybe like, 64 there. Yeah, like he was scorching for the first couple of days at CJ Cup. But I don't yeah. know what, like the strokes gain numbers were if you want to compare those, but I'm not sure. Uh, some of the other he, notables. He uh, shot 63 in the in the uh, third round at, at CJ. Yeah. But other than that, uh, this is it. It's been a lot of scores in the 70s. A few 68s, a 66 a lot of 71s, a lot of 77s, a lot of 73s. And uh, yeah, good for him. I, I, I hope he makes it. it. It's It's been a bummer that he's just had such a, you know, at least for him, bad uh, to mediocre at best last two years. Uh, still a little bit of work to do for Ricky to get into the BMW championship. A couple of the bigger names are inverted on this leaderboard. You got to scroll pretty far to find them. Let's talk about not only the number one golfer in the world, but the number one guy in the FedEx Cup standings. That's Scotty Scheffler, a one over 71, which featured bogeys on 12 and 13, a double on 14, and KP, he also... Try to exact some revenge on Cam Smith by intentionally dragging his feet through his putting line. I don't know. Is that how you saw it? It wasn't. It wasn't that malicious. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> so this video kept going around. I, I was working on a couple of things this morning and hopped on Twitter, and this video, people are like losing their minds. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm watching it, and I'm like, am I, am I an idiot? Like, <laughs> am I missing something? And I think. I think the thing, and it's all over Twitter if people want to go check it out. Uh, I think the thing that I guess people were freaking out about is that he walked in front of Cam Smith while he was squatted down to putt. And he, but he didn't, he didn't step in his line, right? Like there was no, (laughs) no. And I think so. so Cam Smith's marker, it's Cam Smith's marker, then where Scotty walks, then where Cam is squatting. So it's not like he actually walked his line. He just walked in front of him. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's not like the mo- like the greatest etiquette in the world, but also he was so mad at the time that I honestly, I, like if, if you told me Scotty Scheffler never even saw Cam Smith standing there, I would believe it. Cause I think he was just seeing red. Like, I think he was just so pissed about, 
losing, what do you lose? Five strokes, four strokes, four, four and a half strokes putting. Yeah. So bad. Um, that I, 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 I like legitimately think he didn't even, and, and honestly, like the video wouldn't be a thing if Cam Smith didn't look up the way he did. It's such a great reaction. It is. Like, and it's, like, and it's, <laughs> it's very, it's very memeable and like, it's, it's, it's funny or whatever, but I, I just, I don't know that Scheffler is the, like that could happen on a golf course, I guess with a top guy. I don't know that Scheffler is your guy there. Like, I don't know if he's the one that's going to make that happen in the first round of the first playoff event with somebody that's the number two player in the world. That that just seemed, I don't know. It seemed a little bit overblown for, for what it actually was. Scotty lost four and a half strokes putting his second consecutive round in which he has lost more than four strokes putting. It is his worst putting performance as a professional. The only round I have documented worse for him also came at TPC Southwind, but it was in 2014 when he was an amateur, an amateur, Kyle. So a um, little bit of sour putting recently for Scotty and a place that mm, has kind of given him fits at some times in the past. Does does he, does any of this make you like how, where do you stand on him winning the FedEx Cup? He's so far out in front. Well, right? but it doesn't matter though. He's only gonna start with a two shot lead. He could be a million points up. He's only gonna start with a two shot lead if he's no, I know. But right. what I'm saying is like he has a like unless he just completely falls apart the next two weeks, he's he's like that's sort of my point, is he's going to start with a two shot lead. And I don't think he'll win the FedEx Cup. Okay. Just because of the way he's putting or what? Well, this is a longer, I mean, he, so, so yes, basically. So you, when you start getting to this point of the season with, with a lot of the top guys, you have to start splitting hairs. And when some of them are scorching hot, playing at the top of their game, have absolutely no flaws. And one guy is very much not putting as well as he has been for, and this has been going on for six or eight weeks now. Um, And, you know, if you don't, this is this three week stretch is is a lot of momentum and if you don't have it that two shot lead will disintegrate immediately and then it's just wide open for the best players in the world yeah i I think what's really interesting about this you look at his last let's see one two three five six seven eight starts dating back to the byron nelson he's been negative strokes gained putting in six of them and i think what intrigues me about that rick is when he, when at the start of the year he wins Phoenix he wins Bay Hill he wins the Masters obviously all, all these events and everybody is like dude Scotty is he he's become an amazing player but if you look at if you look at the numbers his his tee to green stuff was pretty much the same as 2021 right and he simply was like couldn't miss from February to May, right? Like he just made everything. And I think, and, and if you look at it now, the tee to green stuff, pretty much the same as it was at the beginning of the year, as it was for most of 2021, but he's lost strokes putting in six of his last eight. And I think that's, um, you know, I think that's instructive when we think about like these top guys, they just, for the most part, sit at a tee to green baseline. Like they just have a T to like a higher T to green baseline than the guys that are not the top guys. And when they have those weeks or those months or whatever, where they put the lights out, that's, that's what makes them the stars is everybody has these like hot months putting, but when your baseline from T to green is half a stroke gained, 
you're a not going to win and B because of that, not going to become a star. So I just, I think he's kind of on that like down wave, not as a player, but just with a putter. And it means he's going to finish T13 and T21 instead of winning golf tournaments. There's a couple other notables I want to talk about, but I'll loop them into uh, a larger conversation with the live odds. We'll hit those, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook have the updated live odds. Tony Finau, the favorite. 7-1. Siwoo Kim, 12-1, along with Sam Burns. Patrick Cantlay, who's finishing strong, five under par with one to go, is 16-1. to one. We talked about Sahith Tagala. He's 18. And if you scroll a little bit further, you can find John Rahm at 22-1 to one KP. That's essentially where he was to open the week. Um, he, he made a couple of birdies coming in and got in at three under 67, uh, but it was, it was a pretty slow round for him otherwise. Yeah, it was weird. It was, uh, I watched, I had him on for most of the afternoon. Bogey free, right? I, I don't think he made a bogey. But he didn't really, it was just a very, I mean, it, I think it speaks to the course, right? Where uh, you said par was what, 68? Uh, yeah, a little bit higher. 68.6, I think. So it was like he shot even par. It was like he parred every hole, right? Is is sort of what it felt like as you watched him. And I think his score uh, sort of, you know, based on what the field average was kind of indicates that. So, man, Rom, I was looking at his numbers this morning. He's been not very good uh, on approach shots. Right. Like almost a historically great driving year and not getting anything out of it, which has to be frustrating, right? Like he's just not hitting his, I mean, I think I I said this on HQ. (laughs) Do what? I think he is frustrated. I think it is frustrating. (laughs) For sure. But I I said this on HQ this morning. I'm pretty sure I predicted that he would win four or five times on the first cut. Uh, like back in January because I, I, I was getting frustrated because I was like, you guys don't understand the level that he is playing at right now. And he, you know, he lost tournament of champions to, uh, to Cam Smith, but he was just playing at an unreal level from T to green. And that just, 
I, it hasn't been the case, and and maybe he finds it this week in Memphis. But I, I don't I don't love him at at twenty two to one right now. Uh, Terrell Hatton at twenty five to one, three shots off the lead, trending in the right direction coming in. That that's my favorite click right now. Okay, uh, twenty. What is he at twenty five? Five. So he's and he's he's at five under, which Sam Burns is also at five under. Sam Burns is twelve to one. Is Sam Burns from this position twice as likely to win as Terrell Hatton is? Maybe he is, but that's that's the implication that Caesars is making. I mean, what do you value on this course with the way it's playing right now? Is it is it because uh, they're 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 different players, right? Like Burns is driving putt, and and Terrell Hatton's one of the better iron players in the world, right? W- w- do you value one over the other based on the way the golf course is playing? I don't value putting as much, um, and I just love. I mean, you, ha- and Hatton's been way better coming in. Even though this, you could, I think you could. I don't know that I would make this argument. I think you could make the argument that it's a little bit of a putting contest. Today was okay. I I hope it does not continue. And, and even the even the PM wave played harder. So I'm I'm hoping we don't get like the absolute birdie fest trackman competition for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, but to answer your question, like I I don't think Sam Burns is twice as likely to win as Trail Hatton. Although I will say Sam Burns is I've said this fifteen times this year the most underrated. Yeah, American twenty five year old sort of star of the last 20 years. I mean, he just, nobody ever talks about him. Yeah. He, he, and he's, and he's like built for the modern game. It's I, I do love it, but he, he's one of the, I, I didn't look this up. I don't know who the others were, but he's been in the top 10 going into the, uh, in the FedEx cup going into the playoffs each of the last two years. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't think uh, Rory probably uh, Xander, maybe JT, but there hasn't been a ton of those guys. And he's just, he's been super consistent on the PGA tour and doesn't, doesn't really get, uh, doesn't really get talked about or doesn't get a lot of accolades for it. Well, if he wins this one, that'll help 12 to one. If you want to click his name right now. Uh, Okay. Round by round recaps coming the rest of the way. Rounds two, rounds three, rounds four. That's how it works uh, on the PGA Tour and on the first cut pod. But for now, big thanks to producer Troy. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there. It's Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.